listening to Nella's Art Chat, episode one. Should you do an art challenge? Just a reminder, this show contains a video recording of my drawing and painting process. If you want to watch it, go to nelladonato.com or youtube.com slash nelladonato. As I'm recording this drawing, it's May the 1st, and this is my first Mere May drawing. Mermaid is a challenge where artists draw mermaids every day during the month of May. You may have heard of October, Drawloween, Drawing August, Art Every Day Month, Anorimo, and other month-long art challenges. There's 36 Days of Type, the 100-Day Project, and even the 365-Day Project, which predates all of the others, as far as I know. If you never took part in such a challenge but are considering it, I'll share some of my experiences and thoughts to help you decide if this is the right thing for you right now. I participated in a couple of art challenges and only finished a few. I think taking part in such a challenge requires planning, self-reflection, and being really objective about your circumstances. Just diving in headfirst into a challenge may not be the best thing to do. I'll start first with one of the key questions, and that's whether the challenge is a right fit for your personality. Some people naturally do well when they have group accountability and some don't. If the idea of daily prompts sounds more like a chore than fun, don't do prompts. I never did prompts, not even my own. Working in a single medium or on a single theme for a month is enough of a constraint for me. I don't need someone telling me what to draw every day. Maybe you'll like that. Maybe it removes the issue of not knowing what to draw and that's cool. Whatever your approach is, own it. Gretchen Rubin, a blogger and a writer who I believe also has a YouTube channel so you can look her up, she invented a model called the Rubin Tendencies. These are four personality types that deal with commitments in different ways. The upholders, the obligers, the questioners, and the rebels. The first type, upholders, say they will do something and they do it. They don't need any outside accountability and they're less likely to procrastinate than others. If you're an upholder, you don't need a challenge, you probably already draw every day just because. Or maybe you make a challenge of your own when no one else is doing it, like, for example, Sean McCabe, who said he was going to write a book in a month and then wrote it in three weeks. Upholders, I envy you a lot. You are a rare jewel. The second type, obligers, need outside accountability, so group challenges like these are a great way for them to create art consistently. They're the sort of people who will always do client work on time, but will let their own personal projects aside. If you say to your followers that you'll be doing this challenge, you'll feel bad if you let them down, so that will push you to create and publish something so you don't look like a flake. The third type, questioners, will do something if they see a good reason to do it. Like if you tell them they need to practice anatomy so their character drawings look more believable, they'll do it. They'll just need a little extra motivation and they'll never agree to doing something that seems useless. I would expect that questioners would look up a video or a blog post like this that explains the benefits and the pitfalls of our challenges to help them make a decision. The fourth type, rebels, are people who struggle with any type of commitment, inner and outer. I'm a rebel and I'll give you an example from my life. When I was a kid, I took piano lessons for six years, but after a few years after starting, I got bored and I didn't practice at home, and my teachers scolded me for not practicing, and I wanted to quit. My parents didn't want me to quit as soon as things got hard and thought this was a good lesson and following through. 
Then a few years later, the price of the piano lessons went up and my parents said, we thought about it and we don't think we can afford these lessons anymore. We wanted to quit anyway, so now would be a good time. And I got flustered and begged them to keep me enrolled. I promised that I'll practice every day and complete my classes. And I did. I got serious, I practiced for an hour every day and made real progress with my piano skills. That's the rebels for you. Tell them they can't do something and they'll want to prove you wrong. We're very easy to manipulate like that. Rebels' tendency to do the opposite of what others want them to do works against us when our challenges are involved. And we're more likely to quit when it gets difficult because we don't care about outside accountability and what our followers will think. If you recognize yourself as one of the Reuben types, this might give you an idea of how you can respond to a not our challenge. If you don't know which one you are, there's a quiz online you can take and there are some tips for your type on how to stay committed on Gretchen Rubin's website, which I linked in the description. The other very important aspect is what is going on in your life and what kind of a commitment can you fit in? Maybe at the moment, it's not the right time for a challenge. If you're switching jobs, moving apartments, preparing for an event, traveling for work, or you're just burnt out for working too hard, don't make your life even more difficult than it needs to be. Fear of missing out makes us do things that aren't in our best interest. The great part with these challenges is that they happen every year and there are multiple challenges per year. So if you miss one of them, you can do another one. Be realistic about how much time you can spend each day on your art. And are you able to complete the kind of artwork you'd feel comfortable sharing online? For example, my daily commitment this entire year is 15 minutes per day. That's the minimum. But I don't share my 15-minute doodles on social media because they're not very good. 15 minutes is not a lot of time. When I enter a challenge with the intention of sharing da daily, I need to at least plan for an hour to make a rough sketch fine-tune the line work, and render it in the medium I chose. Sometimes I can do it in 30 minutes, but I'm really slow and an hour is better. So do you have an hour or two or three, depending on how detailed you want work to be? If you don't, you won't enjoy the challenge, trust me. The third issue with challenges is planning ahead. You need to plan what you will draw and when you will be drawing it. You don't want to find yourself in a situation every night when it's half past 11 and you haven't done your daily drawing and you don't know what to draw. First, decide when you will have your daily drawing session, whether it's in the morning, getting up an hour earlier and doing it before your regular work, or maybe during your lunch break or perhaps after dinner. Set a recurring event in your calendar app and let the notification remind you when it's time to settle in and draw. Have all your stuff prepared on your desk, sit on the chair, and start drawing. What will you draw? Hmm. If you decided to use other people's prompts, then you have a starting point, but it's still recommend to collect your reference photos and doodle some ideas for your poses or scenes before you need to do the actual drawing. If you're drawing without prompts, I'd suggest doing a couple of idea generating sessions before and during the challenge, and always have a list of at least three to four ideas so you don't find yourself uninspired. The idea generating sessions can be just writing down stuff or making thumbnail sketches of scenes and poses. Just write or doodle any idea you come up with so you have plenty of ideas to choose from. This method helped me a lot in our challenges 
or when I needed to complete a sketchbook for an art show. Again, collect references in advance when you have more free time so you can focus on drawing. And lastly, choose your theme and medium carefully so you don't get bored with it halfway. During the Art Everyday Month in 2014, my theme was Month of Fairies. And there's a video with my sketchbook tour of that challenge you can check out in the description. I was drawing a lot of fairies anyway, so I didn't expect to get bored and run out of ideas. And I really didn't. I often draw mermaids too, and I've made over a dozen mermaid sketches and paintings by now. So I didn't really expect to get fed up with mermaids quickly. I could draw skulls all month long, no problem. Maybe even all year long. I've probably sketched over hundreds of skulls in my life. Maybe there's something you love drawing so much you can never get bored and a month-long challenge can push you to think of new concepts instead of going just with the most obvious ones. It can be pretty healthy for your development and also to finally finish some of the ideas you might have thought of before but didn't get around to. Overall, I think our challenges can be beneficial, but I wouldn't recommend going into them just because of fear of missing out. Really weigh pros and cons for your situation at the moment. And if now is not a good time, don't worry, you can do it later. There will be more of these challenges and just take good care of yourself right now. If you're burned out, don't challenge yourself. Just get better first. If you do decide to pursue an art challenge, I wish you the best of luck. And if you want to see how my mermaid is progressing, follow me on Instagram at Nelchi, N-E-L-C-H-E-E, or on my Facebook page, Naldonato Art and Design, where I'll be posting all my updates. Thanks for watching and see you in the next episode of Nella's Art Chat. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Nella's Art Chat. For videos, transcripts, and hundreds of articles about art, creativity, and business, go to neldonato.com. Yes, big thanks to Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com for the intern music.